Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's another AMA episode. That is, Ask Me Anything. I'd love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Stephen, and he asks, I'm looking to develop a small built-to-rent community of 30 townhouses on a leased property. I'm just getting started in development and wanted to start small. By leasing the property, I can reduce the amount of equity required to complete the project. The land is already zoned residential, and I should be able to build the desired density with the current zoning. Does this strategy make sense? How would you advise me to proceed? Well, Stephen, this is a great question. Generally, a project of this size, even if the zoning is allowing for residential density, similar to what you're proposing, you'll probably be required to get site plan approval before you seek a building permit for each individual structure. So while you might be zoned, you're probably going to have to do some form of plan development. Now, ground lease is a perfectly valid structure. It's in wide use in many major cities all over the world, but it's far less common than outright fee-simple ownership. The number of lenders that will underwrite a construction loan is significantly reduced. Funding construction is riskier than funding existing buildings, so you're immediately looking at a subset of the commercial lenders. And when you add a ground lease to the mix, now the number of potential lenders could fall into the single digits. Financing a ground lease is 10 times more difficult than financing a conventional property. The reason is very simple. The lender wants to secure their loan with a lien on the real estate. If the real estate isn't owned by the builder, then the security for the lender is limited to the improvements on the property, that is the building. The lender will not be able to record a mortgage against the property. The most they can do is record a mortgage against the lease. But a lease requires an outlay of cash each month. From the lender's perspective, the lease is as much a liability as it is an asset. If you, the builder, don't pay your lease payment to the landowner, then the landowner holds a more senior claim to the structures on the property, which means the bank's lien on the property is not that secure. I would ask the simple question, why do you want to minimize the equity? Is it because you don't know how to raise capital? Is it simply to maximize the rate of return? What is the reason? See, when you go to borrow funds for the construction, the lender may actually require you to bring more equity to the table in order to protect their position. They may require a lower loan-to-cost ratio. They may demand additional cash reserves held in escrow by the lender to cover the ground lease for maybe 6 or 12 months or longer as an inducement to make the loan. The second concern that I have is that 30 townhouses is a small project, and it will be difficult to find a property manager. It's too small to afford an in-house property manager, and that means you're going to be confined to using third-party management. There's nothing wrong with using third-party management, but you won't command enough attention to have them dedicate staff to your portfolio. Unless you can combine the 30 units with maybe other units that you have in your portfolio, to get it above a threshold of maybe 75 to 100 units, you're going to have a hard time achieving critical mass from a property management perspective. And if you're going to move forward with a project of that size, then I would recommend that you aim to own the land outright. There's a lot of capital available for built-to-rent communities right now. They're very much in fashion in the lending community. Built-to-rent communities are also in demand from institutional buyers like REITs. But a small community of only 30 units could be too small to attract the attention of an institutional buyer. Finally, even a built-to-rent community is looking for a certain amount of amenities, much like you would have in a Class A apartment complex. These amenities will be more difficult to justify over a small number of units. The amenities arms race is a real thing. We're talking about the fitness center, the swimming pool, 
Maybe tennis courts, a dog park, a playground, party room, perhaps e-commerce delivery lockers, electric vehicle charging, and so on. All of these amenities are part of the design of a community. And if you don't have them, your property is going to be relegated to being a lower class property. You're not going to attract the quality of tenants that you might be after. My advice would be to look for the right build partner with experience developing projects of this type. And consider building a larger project with at least 75 units. This will be large enough to afford dedicated management, which will make your project more saleable down the road when you ultimately do decide to sell the project. If you're absolutely committed to the ground lease structure, then I would consider finding a lender who will fund the construction before you sign the lease. Make sure you have the option to buy the land in the future at an agreed price. You may find that purchasing the land is going to be necessary to get permanent financing. At that stage, you'll have reduced the risk and you'll have a completed project for which raising the additional capital is going to be a lot easier. I'm not that comfortable with the notion of a ground lease on such a small project. The ground lease is erecting more barriers, artificial barriers, to the project's success. First, you've got a small project, and now second, with the ground lease. So those are my initial thoughts on the proposed land structure. I want to thank you, Stephen, for a great question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.